0: hubs um what is the book you and garland were in a book club with okay can you send me the excerpt about the asian women and men and white men i'm on the i'm on that uh podcast thing and i'm trying to talk about i'm trying to go in
1: And welcome back to another episode of the Color Reimagine Podcast presented to you by People of Color Clothing. Today I'm joined by special guest Leia where we sit down and talk about interracial dating specifically between Asian women and white men. And we explore her ideas on Asian male masculinity.
0: PSA to all Asian women with white men. Like why y'all have to pick the ugliest motherfuckers out there? Like, <laughs> now all these cocky ass, jaundice eyes, gingerish guys, like, r- run up on me hella confidently, like, hit on me. This happens all the time in Portland. And I'm like, skirt! First of all, I am not one of these agents with these angle goggles. Like, my vision is 2020, and you're hurt. Bye. Like,
1: <laughs>
0: keep it pushing, Adam Smith. Like. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh, <laughs> like,
0: I'm like, okay, like, honestly, I can't help but think y'all don't feel like y'all worth having a white guy, a st- like what's stereotypically attractive, you know, like mm-hmm. in, in this book, she was talking about how like Asian women are like hella insecure. And white men who can't get white women prey on, on Asian women. Actually, let me get the book. So in the book, Minor Feelings by Kathy uh, Park Hong, she actually talks about the interracial relationships between Asian women and white men. Mm-hmm. And I'm, gonna, I'm just gonna read this excerpt. In her satiric play, Songs of the Dragons, Flying to Heaven, the playwright Young Jean Lee says, the reason why so many white men date Asian women is that they can get better looking Asian women than they can white women because we're easier to get and have lower self-esteem. It's like mm. going with an inferior brand so then you can afford more luxury features. Also, Asian women will date white guys. Asian women will date white guys who, who no white woman would ever touch. Facts, <laughs> <laughs> dude. <That's>
1: like, <laughs> this is. Uh, oh my you know. god. <laughs> she actually wrote that in a book.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Minor feelings. <laughs> yeah. And this, And it's it's written by Asian American, uh, Korean American woman. And like I. I agree because it's everybody sees it, you know what I mean? Like, are we going to 10 is not the case. It's like, it's just like, you know, it's hard to make studies on like attractiveness, yes. you know, but it's always like a beautiful Asian woman. And then a Hurt, a Hurt McBurt white guy. <laughs>
1: where you come up with these names <laughs> um, <laughs> i don't know but like, but, uh,
0: i do believe uh, love transcends race and gender I for do sure for
1: that. sure absolutely
0: however <laughs> however <laughs> before getting into these these uh relationships you know are like step one make sure he ain't hella fucking ugly And Mm -hmm. step two is, you know, check yourself for internalized colorism because Mm -hmm. that is huge in the Asian community as well. We straight up have like skin brightening stuff. Like, you know how like white girls get breast implants for their 18th birthday? Well, (laughs) we like Asian girls get double eyelid surgery, you know, get our Mm -hmm. nose slimmed, like just like all these Anglo features. Like you open a magazine from Asia no one has Asian eyes, like Mm -hmm. everybody has white eyes. And so what I'm saying is like, even if it's subconscious, like make sure you don't have internalized racism and internalized colorism, you know? Mm -hmm. And and make sure, yeah, so the internalized racism, most of the girls I know that are with white guys, Asian girls with white guys, they had a lot of trauma with their Asian families, you Mm -hmm. know? Yeah. And like, I get it. Like, we come from a very emotionally suppressed culture. Like, we don't talk about feelings, very rational. Our, our love is transactional, you know, Mm -hmm. like, and like, you know, white people, they feel safe. They could talk about their feelings and shit. So Mm -hmm. like, I understand the appeal. And if that's the case, that's fine. Mm -hmm. But check like check off that other stuff first like just like pause real quick because what ends up happening is like these asian girls they own they exclusively date white men and i'm just like okay there's a pattern here and like at some point it's like if it's always white men you have internalized colorism like yeah
1: see and and that's one of the things i kind of wanted to talk about was like the you know not only is it the and we can even talk about this from like black men black women um and the disconnect that um is happening there but I was always and it's not talked about because this is a topic I really haven't been exposed to you know I I wanted to investigate the prevalence of Asian women dating white men but also is there a disconnect between Asian women and Asian men right and is that disconnect like an American Asian thing or is it like a an overall thing um, to where like there's a disconnect? And I think that can like speak to some of your points in regards to proximity in the perception of whiteness. Right. So, yeah. So me and Bella was kind of talking about, you know, to your point, the colorism element that happens in Asian countries and how people do you know lighten their skin and she said that she even at one point was using the the soap or something she described a soap that people use to lighten their skin and she said when she got here when her parents immigrated, she's a first generation so she said when her parents got here it was more so like along the lines of the proximity to whiteness so it was like moving into a white neighborhood and that being a symbol for success and you know outcomes and stuff like that so then it's like you know you move into these white neighborhoods and your proximity is just nothing but whiteness and that could be one of the reasons that that disconnect happens right because there's no longer um there's just white guys right and of course white guys you know watch anime and do all this other shit like of course they're going to be attracted to the first Asian woman that they see so you know we just kind of talked about that a little bit it kind of aligns with some of the points that you made about you know the colorism and then checking your own you know internalized racism so it's mm-hmm. it's it's a really interesting topic to me. And then we kind of talked a lot about representation of Asian women. Right. When I watch mm-hmm. commercials, a lot of times I see the focal point is always a white man. And that white man is either with a light skinned black woman or he's mm-hmm. with an Asian woman. Right. Mm-hmm. So advertising interracial relationships is like a way of companies saying, hey, you know, we you know, we're hip to like diversity and inclusion type things. But it's always white men dating you know, these exotic looking women. What what is that perpetuating to you know society? What is that giving permission to? So
0: mm-hmm. it's just this
1: weird thing of um, you know, representation or lack thereof of representation coupled yeah. with uh, yeah the perception of whiteness. That's what I'm trying to say. The perception mm-hmm. of whiteness and that being equivalent to you know quote unquote success and mm-hmm. being being right. So um it's 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 a really interesting topic that you know I was afraid to kind of talk about once I got wow. the the drawback it's from different. that from my follower
0: you're right like it's all about representation right
1: mm-hmm.
0: asian men and black women are like never swiped on asian men and black women are like on the lower end you know like statistically yeah. i don't have a statistic now but
1: for sure i've <laughs> heard that as well
0: Yeah. And so just cause they like throw in a person of color in a commercial or a show doesn't make it not racist. That person of color showing up as a person of color talking about the nuances of our culture, don't act like this is a diverse cast. That's just like playing the role of someone Asian almost. And when it comes to Asian American men, like, you know, they're hella emasculated by, um, by the media like hella Mm -hmm. masculine even even like the acts like chinese accent or asian accents are like ridiculed you know growing growing up i it didn't really affect me because um i grew up in a predominantly asian community well i mean like it was but now half my blog is white so (laughs) 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 my abandonment issues where are my asians at but yeah so like earlier you were like is this Asian woman and white man model like exclusively an Asian American experience or an Asian experience? It's an mm-hmm. Asian American experience and it has a lot to do with racism. Um, not to say there's no racism in uh, in Asia, Asian. China, yeah. but it's like, y'all, y'all, everybody's fucking Asian and Chinese there. Mm-hmm. Like I dated an Asian guy for 12 years when we were together, like one of the reasons why we broke up right before I moved to Portland was because he still had a lot of violent tendencies. I grew up around a lot of violence he grew- and, and he still had like violent tendencies. Like when if if he feels like someone, it he basically is ready to fight. Like if anybody fucks with him. For me, I'm just like, I'm not trying to get caught up in that bullshit anymore you know, Mm -hmm. like grown, but like in hindsight, like we talk about it now, we're still friends. And he talks about like how people just like punk on Mm -hmm. Asian American men or like Asian Americans in general, men, especially like, because, well, not men, especially, but growing up, basically as an Asian American man growing up, you have to kind of defend yourself. You know, Mm -hmm. we're, we're conditioned not to speak up. So what's our next way to defend ourselves? Fighting, you know? I really feel like this lack of representation and like the humiliation of Asian American men is what also leads to not really like fully grow into themselves, you know, because they're, they're constantly in a place of survival. It stunts their growth, you know? Yeah. To just be dragged like that. And on top of that, like having Asian American women be fetishized, fetishized, fetishized. And like that gives Asian women like a higher value than Asian men. And Mm -hmm. with like value comes more attention and appreciation which this is my perspective from my lived experience, seeing what I see out in my community and Mm -hmm. uh, in my world. What ends up happening is that Asian American women, it's safer for them to grow mentally and spiritually, you know? But like for Asian men, Asian American men, it's like they're still stuck in their ego. They're still stuck in survival mode, you know? Mm -hmm. And it's, and they don't even realize it because we're we're invisible in this country. I didn't even realize I grew up in violence because everybody around me grew up in violence. So to me, yeah. it was like normal, you know what I mean? And that's yeah. like same with Asian American men, specifically first generation Asian American men. And so, I think the reason why like white guys and Asian girls end up getting together too is because um, white people have the privilege to have all these accommodations, you know, to like uh, seek therapy, like grow spiritually, mentally and stuff. Asian American men are still like kind of stuck in survival brain. Mm -hmm. These Asian women are like, oh, well I feel seen with by my white boyfriend, you know? And that's valid. Yeah. As I said, do a screening first. Don't just pick any white whitey off the street. You know, like I didn't like for a long time. I was really upset with all my Asian male friends growing up because there was just so much violence every week, Mm -hmm. you know? And I'm like, and I associated that with like, just, I just associated that with men. But after moving to Portland, I'm like, oh, this is a this could just be a people of color thing cuz it seems like homogenous communities don't have this problem it's, not, it's actually not asian women it's specifically east asian women not southeast asian women we always, and east asian women have lighter skin and which which to me is like and and east Asia, like east asian countries are basically the asian colonizers of the southeast Asian countries. They're like, that's like the colorism, that's like the colorism and racism we have to deal on that side, you know? Mm-hmm. But like looking at the interracial culture here, they're all East Asian women and white men. And at some point you're just like, y'all didn't do the work. Like y'all have internalized colorism for sure. Like.
1: Mm-hmm. But yeah, you definitely, you, you definitely bring a new element to, um, and I guess a firsthand element to, the situation that is that dynamic that we're talking about in regards to interracial relationships. So, I mean, you definitely put me on game with some stuff and I love how you kind of went in. Like I said, you went in, you came out, you know, you looked at the bigger picture and then you brought us back in um, with your perspective. So I think it's, it's really, it's something to talk about, you know? And I think, um, in regards to conversation i always say like you know the brand is all about creating awareness generating conversation and opportunities for people to think and i think this is a topic that, that can check all three of those boxes and being that you are a, a asian woman you know you can bring like that real lived experience and observation that you know makes this i guess topic i guess ingestible so mm-hmm. yeah i definitely want to thank you again for like lending your time to this topic
0: for Having me. Yeah, definitely yeah In tangents, I'm like, I'm like so passionate about this stuff, but I don't, I don't talk. Well, actually, we do, we do talk about it, but I never really like tied in all the ideas together because it's all connected. Like everything is just rooted in white supremacy.
1: Yeah, and you did an excellent job of that again. um, Of a set going out, going in, going out, going in, going out, and then coming back in and like letting us know, like, you know, Asian men are dealing with this, Asian women are dealing, dealing with this, and. You know, the societal stuff that's happening in Asia and that is brought to America and the proximity and the white, you know, so the structure of white supremacy is it's immense. I always tell my, my homeboy, my best friend, Jerron, um, mm-hmm. and even my cousin Mark, in whom I talk to those guys every single day. Um, but there's moments where like I'm here, I'm, I'm researching, I'm doing the work. I'm, you know, I'm exposing myself to all these different traumas, whether indigenous issues, Asian issues, black issues, multiracial issues. Um, environmental issues, and everywhere I look, I just see racism everywhere. And in, like, racism is one of those things that is—it's it's an impeccable system. And there's moments where I have to applaud racism because they left no stone unturned. I don't know who created it. I don't know like who was the mastermind is behind he? it, but they left absolutely from medical to environmental
0: Everything. to human.
1: Everything global
0: too global like this is a that's the real global pandemic i like saw a meme that said shit like some shit like that i'm like yeah that's real as fuck
1: and and like and to even to the point to where you have people in the caribbean people in asia um bleaching their skin like that's Mm -hmm. that's when you know you've won or that, that you're winning and um, even with the policies that passed today, like critical race, not today, but just in, you know, real time, the critical race theory is like, you know, racism updates itself like an iPhone. Like it's it's ever growing. Yeah. It's invasive. It's kind of like weeds. Um, it's invasive. And it's just no matter how you pick at it, no matter how many, you know, how many roots you uproot, no matter how much uh, anti weed spray you put down. Right. that shit's gonna pop right back up um because it's just they left no stone unturned it's like a yeah an unkillable weed so and that is going to wrap up this episode i want to say thank you for listening and i also want to send a special shout out to Leia for joining us for the community voice series which is a part of the color Reimagine podcast presented to you by people of color clothing i want you to be on our podcast there's no experience needed if you're interested it is simple dm us email us have a topic in mind we can find a time we can record i'll do the editing on the back end and then boom you will have your episode on our platform so we got a lot of episodes in the chamber and there's a lot more to come so stay tuned thank you for listening thank you for your support and that's all for this episode peace